And once you get a good grip of this, you will see that it is possible to live your best life. This is what it says, my child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. Remember, this is Solomon, the, the wisest man that ever walked on the face of the earth other than Jesus. <laughs> man, the Bible said there'll be nobody, there will never be another man like Solomon. Or God will not give the wisdom other than what he gave to Jesus. Of course, we know Jesus is his son. And he wasn't lacking in anything, right? But Solomon was a man that prayed and asked God for wisdom and understanding. And God gave him wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And so he wrote the book of Proverbs. And so this is what he says. He says, never forget the things I've taught you. Store my commands in your heart. Number one, store the word of God in your heart. You want to live your best life? I, I think I might say this too much. We must know the word of God. Without it, you can't do it. Without it, you live by your emotions. You live by your experience. Um, you live by the, the natural order of things. And so numero uno, to live your best life, you must know the word of God. You got to store it in your heart. David said that word, if I hid in my heart, that I may not sin. And so when we have the word of God stored up, it keeps us on a godly path. You'll see what I'm talking about in a minute. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. You see that? That is verse two. It tells you if you keep the word of God, if you keep his word, if first you learn it, first you see the word, hear the word, understand the word, being transformed by the word, that means you have that word as a part of you. It's going to, it's going to cause you to live many years and your life will be satisfying. Amen. We want to live a satisfying life. That's your best life, your satisfying life. It doesn't mean that everything is perfect, but it means your life is satisfying. That's what we're talking about. Living the best that we possibly can live and be, be content in all areas. Why? Because our lives are according to the word. And you're going to see more of it of this. I said, never let loyalty and kindness leave you. It's what the word of God is saying. We must be loyal. We must be kind. Kind around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favor with both God and people. Listen, we always talk about favor. God tells us how to, get, how to gain favor. How do you gain favor with people? By being kind. By being loyal, yes, by your yay being yay and your nay being nay, your word is your bond, you're loyal to your word, you'll keep off your word, you're kind and loving. Listen, you will have favor with people, and not just with people, but with God. <laughs> you're loyal to God, you're loyal to his word, you know, listen, you have favor with God. When you're loyal and you do what you say you're going to do, you keep your promises, you will find favor with people. If people can trust you, you will gain their favor. Amen. Life is not complicated, folks. We make it complicated because we don't listen. We don't follow after the word of God. Life is not complicated. One of the things I teach couples in my premarital course is that marriage is not complicated. 
Living with somebody could be very easy. We simply have to listen what each other is saying. Don't just ignore what they're saying and just put your own opinion on it. You know, just listen to what your spouse is saying and you'd be surprised how simple life and your marriage becomes. Amen. And so it is with our life, our general life. If we simply are hearing what God says and just following through on it, your life will become less complicated. It will be a lot easier. It will be satisfying. You will find favor with God and people. And the Bible also goes on to say you have a good reputation. Listen, let me tell you something. One of the best things you can gain and you can and people could have of you is your reputation. You want to make sure your reputation is good. You don't want a bad reputation. People will not trust you if your reputation is bad. If you treat people bad, you don't keep your your word. You make you make promises and you don't keep and you borrow and you don't repay. You lie. Um, you cheat. You steal. All these things creates a bad reputation. Amen. And listen, a spoiled reputation is very hard to fix. Very hard. Just like trust broken is almost impossible to regain. So make sure that you are trustworthy. Make sure you're doing the things that creates a good reputation of you. You're a person that's loyal. You're a person that's trustworthy. You're a person that is kind. Amen. Those kind of things create favor with God and with man, and it'll cause you to earn a good reputation. Let's go to verse five. Verse five is one of the key verses, and I sort of want to focus on that a little bit. We're going to go beyond it, but I want to focus on it a little bit. And it says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. That right there is key. We know the King James Version, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lead not to your own understanding, all your ways acknowledge him, he will direct your path. Yes, that's it right there. But the New Living Translation says, you know, don't depend on your own understanding. What does that mean? It means seek God for his wisdom. Remember, I told you when I got the when I got the report from the doctor about what they found and what they saw. I told you that I needed to hear from the Lord. I needed to know what God um, would have me to do in this situation. And so the first thing I did was go and spend time in fasting, in prayer, and simply talking to God about the issue. And God and I had conversation. I shared my concerns. I really did. I shared my concern to God. I told him that what I believe will be the outcome if faith did not work for me. I mean, I really shared with God in my heart. God answered, and we know the outcome of it. Listen, you've got to trust in God first. You know, not not do not lean to your own understanding. One of the things I've learned is this. You know, we really... Um, we really don't practice the faith that we say we have. We don't. You know, 
Say, for instance, if you come to church, you're not feeling well, what do you do? Some people just get up and leave and go home and go lay down rather than come to the altar and say, listen, pastor, or to one of the leaders, listen, I'm not feeling well. Would you pray for me that I may heal, that my body will heal? We have lost faith. We run home first and go lay, lay down, take a towel on, go to sleep rather than ask God to fix the cause of your issues. Because taking the Tylenol is just a temporary fix. Okay, there's a cause for all the issues. And we must go to God and to deal with the cause. Because you want it to you want it to go and never return. You want to have a satisfying life. And so the Bible said we must trust in the Lord with all our heart. Amen. That means everything. We must continue every every work, every purpose. We must bring all those issues before God. Amen. Self-sufficiency, self-confidence has been the ruin of mankind. <laughs> Not trusting God. You know, Adam and Eve didn't trust God. They listened to what Satan said or the serpent said. They listened to what the serpent said rather than what God said. God said, don't eat of that tree, you know. Or you, if you do, you will die. And they listened to the serpent who said, nah, you won't really die. You're just going to become more like God. You see what he says? He simply turned it around. And because they did not trust God, they took advice from a source that was absolutely opposite of God. Listen, folks, we got to be careful on the advice that we're taking. We must make sure the advice that we're getting is in keeping with God's plan for your life. And the only way you're going to do that, you must have a conversation with God. Stop trusting your own heart and trusting what you know and trusting, you know, things that you read. No, go to God first. Go to God. Let God direct what you read. Let God direct where you go and what you do. And some, some things that he wants you to do is in the physical, some things is in the spiritual, and some things he will just do himself for you. But it can only happen when you put your trust in God. Listen, we want to live our best life. We don't want to have to be dealing with certain things all the time, or we don't want to be dealing with side effects of some things we have done to ourselves um, prescription drugs that we have taken and procedures we have done to ourselves or allow doctors, you know, to do things to ourselves without, you know, talking to God about it. Listen, if God is leading you to see a doctor, then God knows exactly what he's doing. But we must first go before him. Trust him with all your heart, your investments. Talk to God about it. Amen. The things that you're planning. Talk to God about it. Amen. The careers that you want, especially the young people. Listen, talk to God about the choices you're about to make before you make them. Your spouse, you want to get married. Talk, you better talk to God about that one because that wrong decision could ruin your life. You could live a life that is totally not satisfying. You connect with the wrong person. So you want to make sure you absolutely positively talk to God about that. 
remember, my topic is how to live your best life. And so in order to live your best life, you have to make really good decisions. And so you have to make sure that God is leading you so you don't make bad decisions and ruin your life <laughs> or complicate your life or mess up your life. Amen. And so trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Now, verse six says, seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Remember I said seek. You know, the Bible says, seek and you shall find. You absolutely will. You just have to spend the time before God. Talk to him. You know, the Bible says we must pray without ceasing. You know, that simply means we must always be connected with God. You have issues to deal with. Why aren't you talking to God about it? You know, we spend so much time talking to our friends, putting it on Facebook and all this. stuff. You know, we put too much stuff on Facebook. We put our personal stuff you know, information, personal issues on Facebook, seeking advice from people who are not even wise. Why don't, if you say you're saved, if you say you're a child of God, why wouldn't you talk to your heavenly father about it? Why wouldn't you share that with him? And then wait for an answer. Let him lead you and direct you. And stop being anxious about the answer. Be at peace. When you are at peace, you can... You're now positioning yourself to hear from God. You see, when you trust in God, you could be at peace in any circumstance, any situation, because you're at peace with God. How do you get at peace with God? You're trusting in his word. You're expecting him to act according to his word. Amen? You are expecting God to act according to his word. And if that is your expectation, then you can be at peace. Amen. There's lack in your life. You could be at peace because you know that my God will supply all you need according to his riches and glory. So I can be at peace knowing that every need is supplied so I can be at peace. So it doesn't matter what stage of life I'm in. I'm at peace because I know the Lord will supply my need as far as protection. He gives his angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways. Amen. So we're not fearful in the daytime. We're not fearful at nighttime. It doesn't mean we act recklessly, but we're not living our lives in fear. We, we are content. We are okay. We are at peace. Why? Because we expect God to honor his word. For our lives. Amen. The angels of God would bear us up in their hands, even prevents us from falling or from stumbling. That is the word of God. And that's how we can live our best life by trusting in the Lord with everything we have, our whole heart. And we're not dependent on people, we're not dependent on our own experiences or understanding, but we're seeking His will in everything we do. And allow him to show us which path to take. Amen. You know, the Bible tells us we must allow the word of God to be a lamp onto our feet and a light onto our path. Amen. That is the rhema. We want to hear from God. Amen. We want the word of God for our situations, our individual situation. It is so important that we know the logos. We know what God has said. But when it comes on to our our individual situation, 
we need to talk to God to see which direction to take. God, should I go to the left? Should I go to the right? Should I go straight ahead or should I take a step back? Sometimes God wants you to take a step back, not move, because there's some things that must be worked out first before he pushes you forward. Do you have that level of trust in God that you can trust him? Amen. And when he tells you to take a step back, just wait on me, wait on the Lord and be of good courage. Do you have that level of trust? Remember, you want to live your best life. And if you want your best life, you want, you, you want a life void of mistakes, void of errors, void of you going down the wrong path and headed in the wrong direction. You know, because, hey, listen, if you have to drive down the street to make a U-turn, that is time wasted if you had just made the right turn in the first place. Amen. I remember missing an exit on the highway and I had to drive maybe 10 or 15 miles to get to a turnaround. It's a waste of time, waste of energy, waste of fuel and waste of money, waste of resources. If you have to go further than you need to go to make a U-turn. Listen, that's why it's so important for us to make sure we allow God to uh, lead us and direct us. Amen. Then the Bible says, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Right? Don't be impressed because you have a college degree, or because you have earned a PhD. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Okay. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil because your wisdom, your earthly wisdom is no good in the sight of God. It's foolishness. You need heavenly wisdom. Listen, let me share something with you. You can gain all the knowledge about certain things. You know, you go to school and you learn um, about a particular thing, you, a chosen career. That does not give you wisdom. It just gives you knowledge about that chosen career. Wisdom is the ability to make the right decision based on the current knowledge that you have. And that comes from God. That's why the Bible says, if any of you lack wisdom, let them ask. And God said he will give it to you liberally and he will not upbraid you for asking. So after you graduate from college, <laughs> go and ask God to give you wisdom now. You've gained knowledge on a certain thing. You need wisdom to make good decisions, to make proper decisions. You need to be led by the Spirit of God. Amen. That's how we get to a place where we can li live our best life. Verse 8 said, then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. Amen. You see, when we're leaning on God, when we are trusting in God, when we are seeking Him for everything that concerns us, he says you will have healing for your body and your bones will be strong. Glory to God. That's what the word of God says. You see, that right there, that word creates my expectation. It should create yours. And so it's, you should make it a part of your life that you're consistently talking, about, talking to God about issues that you face each and every day. Do not Take it for granted. Listen, if God's eye is on the smallest of birds, which is a sparrow, certainly his eye is on you. 
Yes, it is. His ears are attentive to your voice, to your cry. Amen. And he's never going to reject you. You are his child. What kind of parent will reject their children? Cry when the children are trying to talk to them. Oh, shut up. No, that's not how God is. God wants to know what you are saying. He knows it anyway, but he wants you to have a constant and a mental and a spiritual and an emotional connection with him. God wants you to be connected and connected with him. He wants to have you to have a conscious connection with him that you know you're talking to him and you are expe expecting him to talk back to you and not only talk back to you, direct and influence the decisions of your life. Amen. Remember, we're talking about how to live your best life. You want God to lead you. You want God to direct you. You want God to be showing you what you need to do each and every day. So stop thinking you're so high and mighty. You know, that's nothing but pride. Amen. When you're impressed with your own wisdom, that's nothing but pride. And the Bible say pride goes before a fall. Amen. So because you're proud, you're eventually going to fall flat on your face because God has to show you that your wisdom is foolishness. And so we want the wisdom of God in our lives in order for us to live our best life. And now this next stage, um, and some of you are not going to like it, but I'm going to read it anyhow. And verse nine says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. That is your first fruits. The King James Version said your first fruits. What is your first fruit? Your first fruit is the best of your increase. That means 10%. That belongs to the Lord. A lot of people want the best of life and they don't want to give. They don't want to tithe. They don't believe in it. You know, so they don't think they should tithe. And then they struggle and struggle and struggle and struggle and never seem to get the wisdom or the knowledge that if you're going to change your struggle, if you're working hard and you're still struggling to make ends meet, and it's sort of like you're in, you're stuck in this zone where, you know, you can't seem to come out of it. Well, there it is. The word of God says, honor me with your wealth, honor me with your first fruits. And this is how, this is how you're going to have increase. Verse 10, so, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. The New Living Translation said, then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. Simply back in the day, there were mainly farmers. So what God is saying is that whatever you put your hand to today in today's society, he will bring it to success. You will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water and bring forth fruit in every season. The Bible said Isaac sold in famine and received a hundredfold in famine in the dry season. Listen, when you give your best to God, listen, we're talking about living your best life. And the only way you're going to live your best life is come into agreement with what God says. I don't care what man says. Tithing started all the way back in Genesis between Abel and Cain. Amen. And that's where the first murder took place because somebody was jealous because God accepted a tithe and an offering and rejected 
just an offering that Cain brought. And so that created the first disagreement and created cause murder on the land. Amen. And so this, this discussion has been going on for a long time. It's been going on for a long time. Cain didn't believe in tithing. Abel did. <laughs> right? So Cain brought what he had to God. God rejected it. Abel believed in tithing and the first fruit and an offering. And God accepted what he brought. Listen. You can't get away from it, okay? So you may refuse to do it. That's up to you. Well, you're never going to live your best life if you're not lining yourself up with the word of God. Stop listening to the naysayers. There are hundreds of scriptures that tells you how to live your best life. And one of them is you need wealth, you need health in this particular thing, you want your barns to be filled. That means you want your storehouse to be filled. That means you're, you're operating in a time that you're not in lack, but you're operating in overflow. God is blessing everything you put your hand to. That's his word. And I don't even want to talk about Malachi. I'm not even going there today because it's just plain and simple. Amen. If you go to the New Testament, Jesus talks about it. Amen. And all these things, all these things are important. We cannot leave out any of them and think it's going to be, our lives are going to be fulfilled. We must do everything that the word of God says for us to do. Amen. We can't just try to do some and leave out the others because, quote unquote, we don't believe in that. You, you're either going to believe in the whole law or you're not going to believe in any of it. It's just like people say, well, I don't believe in such and such part of the Bible. I said, well, you can't believe in anything then of Scripture. If you can't trust every, every part of Scripture, then why would you trust any of Scripture? Amen? And so we're either going to trust all of God's Word, or we're going to reject all of God's Word. So it's up to you. It's your choice. That's why God says, I present to you today life or death. He said, you choose. But he says, I'm going to tell you which one to choose. He said, choose life. Amen. And you and I, we want the best of life. We want the best of things. We want our heads to be anointed with oil. We want our cups running over. We want goodness and mercy to follow us all the days of our lives. Amen. And we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The only way to do that is to come in alignment with God's word and let the Holy Spirit lead and direct your life. Why? Because you're in harmony with the word of God. There is no other way to live your best life. And living, living your best life, it doesn't mean you're living in the best house or the biggest house on the block. It doesn't mean you're driving the most expensive cars on the block. It doesn't mean any of that. It means you're, you're content, you're prosperous. God is blessing you. Nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken. It doesn't matter if you're married or if you're single, you can still be living your best life. Why? Because you're living in harmony with God's plan and God's will for your life. That is your best life. When you're living out God's plan, when you're walking in the volume of the book that has been written 
of you. And I pray that today's manna was good for you. And as you have taken it, it'll nourish your spirit, man. And you can begin to read the word, understand the word, apply the word that your life may be transformed, that you, you separate yourself from worry. You're not fretting, but your trust is absolutely and completely in God. You have to get to the place where he said, God, I'm going to trust you. If I live, I live trusting you. If I die, I, I die trusting you. Amen. That's where you have to get. And when you get to that place, you will find out that life takes on a whole new meaning. You're not worried. You're not walking around with your head held down. You're not walking around worried about people and stressing about people and what people say about you and people's opinion of you. Mm -mm. You're not worried about any of that. You, The only one that you need to worry about whose opinion of you really matters is the opinion of your Heavenly Father. And we all want to have the testimony that Enoch had, that he pleased Amen. So your best life comes when you're in line with the word of God. It simply means you're doing everything that God say do. You're, dot, you're dotting every I and you're crossing every T. And you're making sure that God is pleased with you. And you are talking to God. You believe in God. You're doing the things that God has called you to. And you will see a difference in your life. So that means you have to forgive some people. Yeah, you have to forgive you have to let it go, and you have to move on. And you cannot hold grudges. You can't hold malice and all these things. That's a whole nother um, um, podcast. I will deal with that. And so as children of God, we must come in agreement with God. Don't let your feelings, don't let your emotions stop you from living your best life because you refuse to honor what God says for you to do. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you now in the name of your son, Jesus. Thank you for every instruction you have given us. Thank you because you said that we should not forget your law, but keep them in our hearts. That the length of our days and we may have long life and peace may be added to us. Holy Spirit, I thank you for leading, directing, and guiding us and bringing us to a place of understanding. Hallelujah. That surely we can live our best lives simply because you are the one who are directing us. Father, I pray now that you would teach us what to do in every circumstance. Lord, what we should eat, where we should go, what we should practice. And God, lead us in the path that you have planned for us. I pray as your people, we will turn to you in all things. God, we will live for you in all areas. We refuse to turn to the left or to the right, but we will be consistent in all that you have for us to do. Holy Spirit, we thank you for being our guide. Thank you for bringing back to remembrance, to remembrance the things that we have learned in the word of God. And we thank you for doing it for us now in Jesus name. Now, Lord, we thank you for the favor that you have placed on our heads, the increase that is on our hands and the swiftness that is on our feet. 
Thank you for forgiving our past, preserving our present, and guaranteeing our future. For there's not a feeble one among us, for we are healthy, we are wealthy, we are strong in you, our Lord, and in the power of your might. For though our beginning was small, our latter end has greatly increased. Father, we thank you and we praise you for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.